in this episode, man, we definitely want to lock in and just kind of go over some things of why is it so difficult to say no? You know, we want to go over just some benefits of saying no and then the cons of saying no. Like you said, the examples I said before, not every no is going to have the absolute most phenomenal outcome that you want. It's not always going to be perfect saying no. And then finally, we want to give you some real solutions on ways to actually say no. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. The manhood experiment. The manhood Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care and that little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. What's up listeners and welcome to the Manhood Experiment. Thank y'all for joining us today. I'm here, Big Dreams. As you know, Big Dreams in the house. I got my boy Jason Sani and of course T Rex. Let's go. Y'all ready to do this? Let's do it. You know it. Let's go, baby. <laughs> All right. So today in this episode, we're talking about the power of no. There have been many famous examples in history where someone has said no, and it's had significant consequences and significant benefits. Let me give you a couple examples here. We all know, we can't say we all know, but if you don't know, there's a young lady named Rosa Parks. Back in 1955, Rosa Parks, an African-American woman, famously said no when asked to give up her seat on a Montgomery, Alabama bus to a white person. Her refusal to obey segregation laws sparked the Montgomery bus boycott, and she became a significant member and person in the civil rights movement. You have another person out here we may all know. Gandhi. <laughs> Gandhi said no to British colonial rule and led a nonviolent campaign of civil disobedience that eventually led to India's independence in 1947. We have another example of another gentleman named Nelson Mandela, who said no to the Southern African apartheid regime. And there was a consequence there where he spent 27 years in prison before eventually being released and he became the country's first black president. That was back in 1994. We have other examples. Steve Jobs said no when he was disconnected from Apple. He started his own company next, then came back as a partner, then lead the company. We know how that story ended. Or Susan B. Anthony said no to the notion that women should not have the right to vote. She became a prominent leader in the women's suffrage movement, and that was back in the 1990s. Now, of course, we have so many people that do have the right to vote because of one person's no. So I just wanted to tap into the power of no today. And let's be frank, the word no often has a negative connotation, right? As men, we're taught to put the word no in the same category as the words unable or weak or incapable. We're taught that if we say yes, we come off as more likable, more leader bound, or say a team player. And that's not just men, but women alike probably run into this as well to where we feel coerced to say yes in moments where we really would like to say no. So listeners, I don't know if I could speak for you, but I personally can recall a few moments in my life that I wish I just would have had the courage to be like McTumbo in the paint and just say, no, 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 make that happen. Like just to do what I really felt, say what I really felt and live in that moment and protect my boundaries 
my goals, and my time. But before we jump in this episode, I'm so excited to jump into it. You know, I got to check in with my boys. J-Dragon, T-Rex, how y'all feeling? Yo, yo. Yo, I'm feeling great. <laughs> Glad to have the team back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back in rap form. How's that? How's dad life going right here? How's the sleep? How's oh, the energy? Number man. two. Easier this time? Easier is not the word. <laughs> they say it, it, just because you feel like you're a pro at something because you've been there before, it's still different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my first boy. You know, I don't know your thoughts on this, but we just took him to get circumcised. And for me, that was a big moment. And there's a whole process because I've never been in that experience before. And, you know, my wife's looking at me like, well, you got the parts, so maybe you have more expertise. I was like, but I ain't been yeah. here before. <laughs> yeah. So just because, you know, like you've done something before definitely doesn't mean you are just an instant expert. And that's something I also want to tap in this episode, but we'll jump into it later. Oh, I dig it. Jake, yeah. how you feeling, man? I hear you, how you got a vacation coming up, dog? Yeah, something like that. I'm still stay working, but we're traveling. We're heading back to, to Puerto Rico. It's where we went on our honeymoon. And it's our first, nice. first time leaving the nest with our little one. So mm. we are fortunate enough to have the in-laws come with us. So we'll have uh, a helping hand so we can sneak off and, you know, get in the water a little bit more. Get your toes wet. Yeah, but it's a little nerve wracking to hop on a, a longer <laughs> flight like that. But that's something we're really excited about. I've started to travel a little bit more, but life is good. Life is good. That's good. Plus the kids fly free. Yeah. We're, we'll take advantage <laughs> of that as long as we can. Got to take advantage of yep. it. Yep. Hey, T-Rex, you yeah, shredding man. the scene out here, brother. How you yeah, feeling? Everyone's traveling and... Having sleepless nights and stuff. <laughs> sounds like fun. I've been um I've been recovering for the last week and it's because I had a little downtime sick. But it's good to get mm-hmm. like detach from work for a little bit for a couple of days. Kind of force you to do that. And this week playing catch up. And this is I feel it's a such an important discussion, the power of no, because mm-hmm. it helps you prioritize stuff in your life. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about this topic, man. Yeah, man, I'm crazy excited. Like, is there a moment or what's something that's hard for you to say no to? T, you go first. Let Jay go first. Jay, Jay go, okay, Jay, you go first. <laughs> what's something that's hard for you to say no to? Just anything. It's a sense of subject because I respect this process, but I mean, I've been a people pleaser for way too long. And I think, you know, I got, mm. probably got some of that from my mom. So there's a lot of things that I wasn't happy with that I, I said yes because I felt like I needed to to keep other people happy, yet inside, you know, you're mm. making yourself unhappy. And I, I wasn't always the best making the most of those situations. So that's evolved mm. as I've learned to value my time a lot more and knowing that yes. I can't please everybody. But I can think of a handful of occasions where it feels good to be able to say no. It's like a no muscle. And doing it shocks people sometimes when you say no. They're like, excuse me, especially if you're used to someone that says yes and agrees. And like, we think we can just make time for everything. People are like, oh, you're different. <laughs> yeah. You know, I read this short story. The idea was either hell yes or no. And that's how you have to look mm. at a lot, especially when it comes to opportunities in your life. Like life is so short yeah. that if you don't get pumped up and like, hell yeah, then you got to say no, <laughs> you know, and you hopefully you can no. get to a point in life where you can make those choices. Definitely. I definitely want to help the listeners with this process because it is a little bit of a process and we want to kind of dive into a few things with it. But first, I do want to hear T, like what's the specific thing that's hard for you to say no to? It could be small. It could be a big thing. Just have some fun with it. 
junk food, <laughs> pizza, <laughs> yes. pizza, burgers, fries. Oh my gosh. Actually, I very rarely eat that now, but it's like, it's so tempting, man. It's so tempting. It's hard it's for so me to good. say no. Yeah. Y'all already know, mom. Wangs. Dirty birds. Yeah. When you go dirty birds. <laughs> dirty yeah. birds. Yes. There you go. There you yes, go. sir. Yeah, my brother said with the island acts dirty, yeah. dirty. That's a bird. When I said junk food, Jay had a frown in his face, man. You should have seen his face. You earned that. Because <laughs> Jay be making his own healthy food, man. He's like, you don't really got to say no to it because he made it healthy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. Hack the system, baby. That's another way of going about you it. Can yeah, do. you know. Yeah. Turn the no into a yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But in this episode, man, we definitely want to lock in and just kind of go over some things of why is it so difficult to say no you know we want to go over just some benefits of saying no and then the cons of saying no like you said the examples i said before not every no is going to have the absolute most phenomenal outcome that you want it's not always going to be perfect saying no and we'll give you some examples when we go on and then finally we want to give you some real solutions on ways to actually say no because we all know some things are easier said than done, especially when you're in the moment and you're feeling the pressure and all that energy. I'm so excited to get into this. So let's jump into it. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. So I got a personal story. <sighs> oh my gosh. You're talking about a sensitive moment. This is a growth moment for me. This is really a growth subject for me. Uh, my wife has this hip hop class that she does like once a month, right? So in order for her to get to this hip hop class that only happens once a month, She basically has to prepare dinner before I even get home. She has to get things and clothes and everything ready for the baby. That's the agreement. And then I need to leave work in enough time to beat traffic, get home so she can tag me in (laughs) and I can take care of like some of the house responsibilities so she can get an hour to herself because the class is only like an hour. So what good husband would say no to that? So this is the yes that I actually want to prioritize, right? There's moments where you say no, but then there's other moments where you're like, I want to say yes because I actually want to do this. So the story continues, right? I get to work. I got this plan to get all my tasks done in a certain amount of time. That way I have this buffer, this cushion to get out, get on the road, get home, tag me in, boom, I'm a hero. But it doesn't kind of actually work like that. So I finish my own task a bit early. My manager comes up to me as I'm finishing up. He's like, um, so there's something that I needed to finish earlier, but I'm not going to have enough time to get that done. Can you pick it up? And I'm like, I gave this cushion of time, this buffer window. So I know I do have a little bit of buffer at the end of my day, but I'm supposed to prioritize some of that so I can get out the door. Anyway, I say yes. I say yes. I could pick it up. He's like, you know, based on your experience, I'm sure you'll be able to knock it out the park. It may take you like 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, cool. Got it. One thing leads to another. As I'm working on my projects, finishing up, a client of mine, he comes in unexpectedly. Hey, I have an urgent issue. I need you to check it out. I've been calling, doing all this thing. No one seems to know the answer. So I came to you because I knew you would know the answer. So now my ego's involved, right? I'm like, of course I know the answer. I'm me. I can get this done. That's why you work with me, you know? So I got all this energy going, but in the back of my mind, I know I have a prior obligation, but I say yes. So I take on this client's problem and I'm trying to resolve it. It takes like an hour after calling different departments and 
using my own resources to figure it out. But ultimately, we figure it out. This pushed me with about 15 minutes left of that day to actually get things done. So I'm working, trying to get things done. I finished my task in just enough time. But then as I'm preparing to leave, because I said yes to my manager, he got to go home early. And I stayed to close everything up to make sure the office was good. Another team member has an error that they made early in the day, and we can't leave until we fix it. So ultimately, I stay to help them fix it, get it solved so we can close the office on time because I'm responsible, right? In essence, I said yes to three different people that day and wind up feeling like a horrible husband because I didn't make it in time to get home. My wife ultimately had to cancel her dance class. I just got everything completed, figured out, work, but I let her down. I let her down. And that was the result of those three yeses. So that's why it's a big subject for me because I'm like, gosh, dog, is my representation at work more important than my representation or who I want to be to my family? That's why we're hitting this topic. Like, is it just me? Has anybody ever been in a moment like that where you're like, oh my gosh. Man, that's tough. I feel you big time because it's like in the moment you're locked into work And it's easy for you to look at other things and be like, no, this is what I got to do. But to somebody else that's relying on you and there's so much meaning there that it's not apples to apples. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. by you saying no to something or yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Yes, sir. And I've learned that. And you're leaving somebody with leftovers, you know what I mean? Or you're learning Mm -hmm. to be able to delegate things or have those types of boundaries. But it's a tough one to be able to balance But it's really important. There's an art to it to really keep your relationships healthy and thriving and still keep harmony with the energy within your life. So true. So true. T, have you had a moment where you're like, I wish I would have said no? Yeah. You know, over the years, especially when I was in IT working, everyone has some problem, some personal problem with their computer, some thing they want fixed. And I keep always saying Mm. yes, because my ego is involved. But over the years, what I realized when you say a yes and you don't follow through, people look at you as you don't follow through and mm. you don't keep your word. And it starts to affect you negatively. And I was just like, there's many times when I put myself in a corner. Mm-hmm. I said I wanted to help this person. Then I'm in a situation where I can't because I'm doing something else. And, you know, so the easiest thing is to say no. And that's something I learned the hard way over the years. It's just so many instances over the years that just force you to say, you know what, am I going to keep my word or am I just going to Mm -hmm. tell this person no? And I think that was the biggest thing for me in that moment. Like you said, am I going to keep my word? The most important piece, it was a trust building opportunity for me and my wife. Could she depend on me to be there for just this one moment this one hour of her mental freedom of not being a mom. She can be jazz, you know, for this hour. And I I took that away from her. You know, I was the reason she couldn't have that experience. Now, if traffic happened or something like that later on, okay, we still try, but it was me. So why do we say yes when we want to say no? <laughs> you know, gosh. So I, I did some research, right? Yeah, tell me. Put it on me. <laughs> I'm anxious. So we, we live in this yes culture where it's expected that the person who's going to get ahead is a go-getter who says yes to everything. And that comes their way, you know? And this is just quote by 
just this career counselor in LA named Dara Blaine. But I like that stuck to me. I was like, there's a yes culture that you're right. And I came up with another title in hip hop. We call these people yes men, like the yes men mentality. Mm-hmm. And I just put a little definition to it myself after doing some research. You know, I like to research. It's essentially, it's an acquiescent nature that can derive from what I think are three things. Fear of conflict, a lack of confidence, or the imposter syndrome is what I did some further research. And I, I like that one. Y'all going to have fun with that term. Then thirdly, a fear of isolation. So let's start about fear of conflict. Everybody knows this one. If you're just conflict averse or maybe you haven't developed your skills of conflict resolution, saying no can be very difficult because saying yes completely avoids the conflict. Because when you say no, people want to know why, right? And if you don't like to explain yourself or you get uncomfortable explaining yourself, that fear of conflict could really impede on who you want to be in that moment. Mm. And on that decision of saying no. Mm. So that's why I want to definitely at the end, the third part of this, explain some ways of how to actually say no so we can get over that fear and actually answer that question. What you got, Jay? I see you. I was just thinking because it's like if you over commit to things because you want to say yes and you don't want to say no, you end up carrying this weight internally that just wears Mm -hmm. on you. And then it creates this extra challenge. And this is where the power comes in and learning how to do this, which I'm really anxious to understand it and learn better. But that's something (laughs) in my past, I truly had had good intentions so much. Like when I said, yes, I'll Mm. go here with you. Yes, I'll do that. Because of course I wanted to. And we think that our future self is a superhero that's going to accomplish and do all these things, but we don't give ourselves (laughs) enough time. And some of you guys might be able to relate. Like you always show up a minute late or right on time type of Mm. thing. And it's like, because you're trying to just squeeze the juice at a time. And when you don't show up, <laughs> that's how your character starts to get tarnished with the idea of possibly being flaky or just not showing up with the best quality effort. So it takes a no, strong person with courage to be able to say no. And I really respect because when you hear no, it's just like it screams like confidence. I like how you connected the people pleaser mentality or the yes men mentality with tardiness Mm -hmm. and trying to squeeze the juice out of every little moment because you're trying to say yes to so many things. You wind up giving yourself not enough room to actually make the most meaningful obligations count. Mm -hmm. The things that you actually promised to do. Like you were saying earlier, T, you were letting people down because you were saying yes to so many people. Yeah, I could fix this. I could fix that. And it was eating up your time to actually meet your obligations. So fear of conflict is one of the things that I wanted to kind of discuss here. We're going to definitely answer that once mm. now that we pointed out. Maybe that's not you. Maybe this is you because this is me. A lack of confidence slash imposter syndrome. When I read this word imposter mm. syndrome, I had to really just decipher what this was. Like, what is this imposter syndrome? And from this, I found a page, www.themuse.com. And this imposter system is broken down in five little pieces they did. And not all of these may fit you, but maybe one will fit you. Y'all ready? Let's do it. There's one that really stands out to me. So there's five different syndromes. And I won't go into all of these, but I'm going to go to the one that stands out to me. One, the perfectionist. That might be you, listener. That might not be you. The next one is the superwoman slash man. So 
if you're not sure that applies to you, it's like, do you stay later at the office than the rest of your team? <laughs> I was like, oh, snap, that's me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was one of the biggest pieces. Are you a natural genius? This may be you. Like, do you have the expectation that the first time you try something, you should be great at it? You know, that's another imposter thing. You feel thing. that you should be, yeah. You yeah. feel that you should be because yeah. you're so good at these things. You should automatically be good at this new thing, right? The soloist, you firmly feel that you need to accomplish things on your own or the expert, which is very similar to what I think is natural genius. But the one that stood out to me was that whole Superman. I want to feel like I'm here. And it taps into partly of my identity. Mm. It goes into this piece where it says, since people experience this phenomenon are convinced they're phonies amongst real deal colleagues, right? They often push themselves to work harder and harder to measure up. And what I did, I did more research about this, this whole imposter syndrome. And it's basically a thing of validation mm-hmm. to where me as a black man, a lot of my clients honestly are white and maybe 65 and older. And they're like, what do you know about money? Like, how did you slip through the cracks to get here? You need to prove to me why you're here and why you're an expert. And I wear that thing like a coat, you know? Like, I got to show up every day. And that's why I feel like I had the pressure subconsciously to meet that client's needs, to answer that question, to prove I am the one with the answer out of all these people you spoke to. This Black man had the answer for you. And I, I took it personally. And there's certain things that we're wearing, each of us, maybe... Women, this may apply to you as well. Like you're a woman in the office and you're like, you got to prove your worth every day. This imposter syndrome pushes you to say yes. And you take every opportunity to prove that you can do something where you don't have to wear that coat every day. Mm-hmm. We got to let it go. This is one of the reasons I feel we say yes in moments where we feel like Ooh. we feel like we have to prove. And that thing struck such a chord with me. I was like, they sing my song. <laughs> Did y'all feel anything from that one? I know you both, you're like, ooh. <laughs> I think that's interesting because the imposter syndrome, the point is you think that you have to prove yourself, validate yourself. Mm-hmm. And maybe on the opposite end of the spectrum, maybe I'm getting this wrong, but there's an the ego yeah. side of it that your ego is telling you, like when you say, I could do this, and you end up working late that day, hey, I could do this when you're trying to help a client. So mm-hmm. these psychological things is operating in our heads. And I'm wondering if it comes from a deeper place of insecurity. So that's my, that's my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Thank you for sharing that. I think that I always try to humanize this as much as possible and let people know, like, I think everyone goes through these types of thoughts and these insecurities. I mean, you're not human if you yes. don't have some insecurities, whether it's on the athletic arena or business arena, whatever it is. But I think this is a real popular thing, especially in this social media world where we look around and everybody's showing off their highlight reels and looking like they're accomplishing all these things. And we end up questioning ourselves and be like, wow, do I really got it like that? I mean, like, could I do that type of thing? Or do I need to work that much harder? And that's the thing. Effort isn't obvious. And I think only truly we can judge. And if something happens to come easy to us because we understand it a little bit differently, we may be thinking that, wow, maybe I need to put more effort out or maybe I'm not as good as this. As they think I am or as they say I am. Yeah. Maybe I need to over explain this. You know what I mean? And that's where it really resonates with me. So 
I think that's really big to understand. And when you start to have a confidence and you've gotten results, you have a different tolerance for this, I should say. It's true. It's true. Your confidence plays a big part in this quest to be like, why do we say yes when we really want to say no? Mm -hmm. Especially when you have prior commitments to other people, you know, Mm -hmm. that you truly care about those relationships. Mm -hmm. Hey, listeners, this is Big Dreams. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Manhood Experiment. There, you'll find the latest giveaways and some very funny behind-the-scenes moments. Now, back to the show. Let's continue. I'm glad that struck a chord. Maybe it struck a chord for you listening as you're driving. The last one that I hit, and then we'll continue, is fear of isolation. I have a quote here by a young lady named Dara Blaine. She says, we live in a yes culture where it's expected that the person who is going to get ahead is the go-getter who says yes to everything that comes their way. And when you're not, you come off as if you don't want to be a team player, right? And then you have to live with this fear of, rejection if I say no. Well, maybe I'm not being inclusive, so no one will include me since I don't want to participate, right? So that's one of the things that maybe that's you, listener. But I want to let you all know that all of these thoughts and internal feelings and, you know, they call them syndromes, it's just ways that we can identify the behaviors so we can better understand ourselves. And there's probably other reasons out there, but I think these are the three that I kept seeing repeatedly in some way or some form that I want to just throw out there and let you know it's a human thing to have these feelings, to have fear of conflict, to have maybe a lack of confidence or feeling like you are confident, but you like, I got to prove myself every day, right? That was me. Or fear of isolation. Maybe you have this people pleaser mentality because you don't want to disappoint anybody. You want people to be proud of you. So let's go into the pros and cons of saying no, because we're going to nip this thing in the bud. We ain't going to leave you there. We know what's going on now. Now that we know what's going on, we can address it. Just like every good doctor, right? We got to find out what's going on, test for this, test for that. So let's move. What are the benefits of saying no? Some benefits could be boosted self-esteem. I've seen that one repeatedly as I was doing research. Respect. And then, uh, like you said, T, lower stress levels from not overcommitting yourself, right, to all these different things. And you mentioned this one as well, Jay. And I've put something here because I, I might want you to tie it in with the sports world. So I wanted to tap into that. But let's start with the first, boosted self-esteem. As we saw in the first example, we were talking about why do we say yes to things we want to say no. It's because that confidence on ourselves. So you actually get the confidence by exercising the muscle, as Jay Dragon would say with that, exercising the no muscle, you get increased confidence by saying no to small things, whether it's a food or whether it's a activity. And then, like I said, we'll give you ways of how to do it, but this is how you start. Small wins. Jay's always saying, small wins, small wins. <laughs> I got you in my head, coach. <laughs> Like, you don't have to take every opportunity presented to you to prove that you're capable. Choose your battles. Start seeing yourself as being a priority. And, you know, with that, you'll become more courageous, right? The second piece is respect. People respect you more when they feel you respect yourself, when you respect your time, and when you respect your boundaries. People, like we said back in the uh, Detractions episode, 
where when people feel like you're going to say yes, they're going to always come to you because they know you'll say yes. Once you say no, you might throw people off. One of the other pieces is uh, lower stress levels. We mentioned that. And Jay, I put in here how you're always talking about like these quick boosts of endorphins, this chemical piece that comes with saying yes, because you immediately see somebody smile when you say yes to a request, right? But then later on, you have this very long low because you're left with the stress of what that yes was. You're left with the activities and a new checklist of things you have to now accomplish, which can lead you to being overwhelmed. Resentment, some negative emotions. Yeah. Yes. Or you're resenting that yes. Or you're resenting the person. Mm -hmm. And that is something that you may bottle up and you may spurt out another time. Like, you always ask me to do things and I ask you for this one thing and you say no. Mm. But they don't have to. You know, it's not on them that they have their boundaries. It's on you to establish your boundaries. Mm -hmm. And then the last piece, I would say honesty. Saying no can help you be honest with yourself and to others and help you avoid making false promises. You know, I'm talking about improved integrity, how you look, being able to make it to that event on time, you know? Keeping your word. Keeping your word. Yeah. Yes, T. Come on now. So what are some of the cons of saying no? Because as you saw in some of the previous examples we gave, Nelson Mandela, Rosa Parks, not every no came with just an immediate, oh, this is the greatest answer I've ever given. You know, Mandela went to jail for 27 years before his no gave him the weight and the prize he was ultimately seeking, which was, you know, a new sense of freedom. His no put him in opposite situation of freedom, right? There's going to be some easy no's and there's going to be some tough no's. I would say that was a big no. (laughs) That was a tough no. The feeling of letting people down or the feeling of breaking conformity. That's the biggest Mm. cons that I see is like from a people pleaser's perspective, it's like, oh, I'm letting people down if I do this. But why? You know, you have to dig a little bit deeper. And then the conformity, you don't feel confident and you're saying, oh, other other people say yes to this, so I'm going to say yes to this type of thing. And that's the defiance of how it comes in that moment with the leaders like, you know, Mandela and Gandhi, Rosa mm-hmm. Parks. They were defiant because they believed in something. And that belief so is true. that inner confidence that, hey, this something's got to change and it's starting with this no right now. Exactly. Exactly. You know, some people joke and uh, Rosa Parks, they say, Rosa Parks, why would you say no? And when the interview is just like, because I was tired, you know, and some people are like, oh, she was tired. She wanted to sit down. That's why she said no. But then if you're looking deeper, it's like, no, mm-hmm. I was tired of things being the way that they were. Mm-hmm. And that pushed me to make this big no, you know, so you can look at it two different ways. And that's one moment that I recently just saw. I was watching an interview with Bill Russell and that mm-hmm. came up and I was like, mm, that is a different perspective of her no. And the weight of what it meant in that moment. So like you said, you're going to have little no's, which may just be simply disappointing a friend or a missed opportunity. I can't make it to this party this week. You guys have fun. I might have to go to the next one, right? That may be a small no, but you have to practice these things and maybe practice in the mirror before, get some key phrases. So that's what I want to tap into next. How to actually say no. Because we all know that some things are easier said than done. It's easier to just 
talk about it in concept and in theory, but then the actual application of it takes a little bit more inner work to prepare you for that no moment. So let's go into ways to say no. We got to find a way to have a bigger yes on the other side of the scale, right? I think T just suggested that. Is that what you're thinking? I'm reading your mind. No, nah, that's Jay. <laughs> oh, that's Jay. Oh, Jay. I'm taking credit. I like that. that. I like that. He's I take the credit. <laughs> Jay say, no, you will not take the credit. <laughs> it's alignment, baby. I think it's about being in alignment. I think that's something that comes to me is when you can start to, and maybe this is eventually how we're going to break people off with how to actually do this. But yeah, am I saying, yes, this is an alignment with meaningful, with love, with my relationships, with my bigger mm. goals? Or by me saying, yes, is that taking me off path onto somebody else's path or whatever? But I just want to put that out there where that thought was fresh in my head. No, it's it's good. I like that. What is alignment? You know? Yeah. We're always saying this, like I said, in the distraction episode, you got to know your values and what you want. And they have to be clear to you mm-hmm. in order for you to be able to say no to the distraction or no to this food that's not helping you lose the weight you want or no to an event that's going to put you in a negative energy and take away from ultimately who you want to be, right? So I came up with about four or five different examples of ways to say no. And maybe you guys can add to this list, but explain your prior commitment. If you have the equity and you actually care enough about the relationship, sometimes you don't have to explain in detail why you're saying no. But there's other times if the person is you know, a friend or something like, you may want to explain, hey, I can't do this. I really want to, but I have another situation that I'm running into. I just can't. Thank you. You know, that's easy, easy done. But explain the prior commitment. I've already agreed to this, so I can't be there at this time. And if they're a real friend, they'll understand. So now you have another situation where say you're declining a pushy person, right? And they're kind of playing in on your ego, such in my situation, it was more of, hey, I reached out to everybody and I came to you because I knew you were the only one who can do it. Like that tapped into my ego, that tapped into my whole being of who I wanted to be, right? And people know these things. So it's a pushier personality. What you need to do first, you accept the compliment. You say, hey, thank you for your trust, your consideration, and for seeing me this way as somebody who is capable of taking care of that for you. Unfortunately, and that's when you change it. Unfortunately, I have to deny this request because of the timing or because of my prior obligations. And you don't have to go too further in line. Let's move to another one. So let's go to suggest another candidate, right? Sometimes there's somebody else who can take care of that specific need or request if they are around. Hey, I'm currently working to complete this assignment. Have you considered Ron? What you don't want to do in this situation is volunteer yourself to reach out to Ron or volunteer yourself to now go look out for other people that can help with this solution. Because then you're still taking on this other person's work. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's that's fresh. I found myself That's there. a piece that I had to add to it because I was like, ooh, hold on. I haven't seen this part. I haven't read this in research or anything like that. So that's... I hope you brought you a hot sauce because that's or some barbecue sauce. That's a nugget right there. Currently working to complete the assignment. Have you considered Ron? Have you asked Johnny? Have you asked Susan? 
But don't go out there saying, hey, well, let me reach out to Susan. Let me reach out to Johnny. Let me find somebody that can help you with this. Because then now you got a new task. You just volunteered yourself for work. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> Stay out of it. That way you can focus on what you're already trying to do. Another one, this guy named Peter Bregman, he came up with this one. And I found this on HBR, which is the Harvard Business Review, hbr.org. He said, refer to a previously agreed upon priority of time or obligation, right? So say in the morning, I pre-planned with my manager and I said, hey, this is my schedule today. These are the things I need to accomplish and this is what I'll be working on today. That way he already understands or she already understands I have things that I'm working on. My time is not just open and this is how I'm planning on getting it done and this is my purpose for getting it done. That way when you go back and they say, hey, I couldn't finish this part of my work. Uh, Would you be able to take this on? You can always just refer back to the things you already agreed to doing. So a preemptive no. Well, based on the schedule that we already set, I won't be able to take this on. You remember we set this schedule earlier this morning? I let you know what I was working on. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. You're right. Let me go ask somebody else. And that's the best case scenario of that that moment. But it is a tool, a preemptive no. If you let people know what you're working on earlier in the day, then there's lower chances for them trying to interrupt you. Or at least you can just refer to their memory. Yeah, I just feel like this, this is something that does need a little context because it's like, how do you differentiate when you have an opportunity and somebody asks you for something and you have to weigh that out and say, well, this is an opportunity where I need to rise to the occasion. And so I think we have to have that internal dialogue of, again, with alignment. Like, is this an opportunity that's going to allow me growth or is it something that I'm going to dread and I'm going to feel obligated and it's going to get me behind? So I love your thought there. Yeah, I like it. You got to give the both mm-hmm. sides of the coin. You're right. Because not everything needs to know. Not every situation needs to know. But these are just in situations where you really do want to say no. Mm-hmm. How do you do it with the pressure? How do you do it in the moment? How do you do it with the expectation? How do you do it after the compliments and the play upon ego mm-hmm. and your experience, right? How do you do it? But yeah. Like you said, Jay, completely, before you get to these moments, you got to have that internal discussion of, do I have prior commitments? Is this opportunity going to allow me the opportunity for growth, development, and who I want to be? The final one here is suggest a better time, right? It can go a little something like this. I actually have to do this at this time, and it's very important to me to complete this task. Can we do this and make sure you're specific? Can we do this at four o'clock? when I finished all my other tasks. And then another thing you can do to not add more work on yourself, you can ask that person to follow up with you at four o'clock. Not that you will follow up with them at four o'clock. You know what I mean? So that's something that you can do to kind of help you move on to that. What you got, T? So I love that list. And here's something to add to it. Yes. You don't have to give a no or a yes. Mm. A lot of times in sales, people always want a yes from you. They want to answer from you. Mm -hmm. You go to get a card. They want to sell you right away. You don't always have to say no or yes to something. And it doesn't always have to be sales. But in any situation, I think the thing is, what I like to do is never make a decision on spot. Never Mm. give an answer on spot. Mm. Say, let me get back to you 
tomorrow or next week. I need time to think about it. And if they persist, yes. I usually say, I don't like making forced decisions in the moment decisions. So that's something I've always said. And yes. it's something that is, it's always, it protects you and it protects them as well too. The thing is, it might be a yes tomorrow, but in a moment you don't have the clarity. You need to think about it. And so, and it might be a great opportunity that you're saying yes to or no to. So that's the point I wanted to add to this beautiful list you have here. No, I like that because a lot of these I was given more in the same work environment or a close relationship to where it may be an opportunity for marketing opportunity or an item that you want to purchase. And somebody's trying to get your yes or your no in the moment so they can know how to move and how to treat you after that. Because some people, once you say no, you get a whole different side of them, right? That salesperson is not as nice anymore and things like that, or they're cold. You can't get a phone call answered. They don't answer your questions anymore. You can't get educated. So I love that example to you of, hey, I can't make a decision right now. But I do want to continue this conversation at another time. And I will follow up with you. <laughs> that way you don't have somebody reaching out to you in annoyance, right? Yeah. But you keep relationship. I love that. All right. So I'm going to go through those real briefly. We have ways to say no. Explain your prior commitment. Let people know what you're doing. Decline with gratitude. I thank you so much for the opportunity, consideration, for seeing me in this light. But unfortunately, I had to deny this request. Next one is suggest another candidate. Hey, have you considered Rob, Susie, Byron, John, whatever, or establish a preemptive no, which means you had a prior discussion with somebody on what you'll be doing that day. So they have a better understanding of why your no is no if they ask at another time. Suggest a better time. Make sure you do not put yourself in a situation to where you're having another task and doing follow up with them. Let them follow up with you. And then Find other ways to say no, which is, hey, I can't do it at this time. Let me follow up with you. I don't want to make a decision in this moment. And explain your thoughts. How'd y'all feel about that, fellas? It's pretty good. Pretty good. I dig it. Yeah, I think the same thing that comes to me that's been the most helpful because I've had to work on this is breaking down why did I feel like I had this imposter syndrome or why I had trouble saying no. And it comes down to me just being in alignment again. And I, I challenge because that might be a new topic for somebody to think about or a new concept of like, what is alignment? And think of alignment yeah. as what your ideal self would do or what you're working towards. If your goal is to mm. move up in business or be a better husband, father, lover, whatever that is, like that requires work and a goal. And your alignment is kind of like your North Star, or your compass. And there's going to be little tasks where you're going to jump up and I think and take advantage of things. But if it is requiring a lot of time and it's going to take you off of another commitment, that should be an easy answer. But then right. the alignment type of thing, like are you the type of person that's just always going to say yes to this? And I think having alignment is having a strong enough why of whatever you're doing. And when you have purpose in your day and you wake up and say, these are the things that I need to accomplish today. I'm going to be home in time to be there for my wife. That is alignment. And you yes. want to try to deliver as much as possible. So that's one thing. That's a challenge that I think I want to leave people with is the alignment thing. Like, what does that mean to I like you? That. And are you off alignment? That's like a train. Imagine you've had train going off alignment or a vehicle. You're setting yourself up for an accident or some turbulence. Because you don't have a rail to take you where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody's got cargo. Everybody's got things they're trying to get to at a certain path. And your yeses and your noes are that important to help you get to these goals and keep you on track. 
I hope this episode was very helpful for a lot of you guys. It was definitely helpful and enlightening for me. I learned about some new terms of acquiescence, just the thought of saying yes to everything or being in line, like Jay said, or this syndrome of imposter syndrome of trying to make sure you create this confidence of who you are and who you want to be, not just acting on that, not letting anybody else's validation mean more than your own self-validation, your self-confidence and self-esteem. For the manhood experiment today, I want you guys to take one of these ways of saying no, backed with the motivations of saying no in the right situations, and use it as a way to let your yes mean yes and your no to confidently mean no. We appreciate y'all. We love you listeners. Thank y'all for tapping in to the manhood experiment today. I am your boy, Big Dreams. We got my man, Jay Sonny, and we got the one and only T-Rex. Let's go. All right. All right. <laughs> we out. Boom. Later, guys. Peace. Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.